Welcome to Mutual Victory. This is Matthew, Connor, James, Mackenzie, Malcolm, <laughs> McGillicuddy, Milgahy, Fraser O'Neill. <laughs> this is Jeannie. <laughs> At least you didn't say Dumbledore that time. No. And why? Because you're like, don't say it, we'll get sued. Oh, I was kidding. Oh. So welcome <laughs> back to Mutual Victory, friends. <laughs> That's a reference to the fact that we heard back from a listener. Ooh, a listener. We did. Yes, that there was some surprise that Matt didn't have an accent. Well, I'm flattered. I, I'm actually grateful you don't have an accent because I wouldn't get anything accomplished. I'm flattered that someone would think I'd be that interesting by default. Well, you are that interesting. <laughs> That's why that assumption was made. Right. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know. What, did it say? they say why? No? No. Wow. Just, just, they, <laughs> just an expression of surprise That's that amazing. you have right. a... Well, thank you, listener. Nice, you boring New Jersey accent. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't even do a Jersey accent. I don't even know what that is. I don't have one. I mean, you don't really have a Jersey accent. They say some things. Some certain words are a little... Like what? Well, well I think it's going to be part of a story, so oh, I don't want to give it away. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Well, for that listener, that's you know we're, we're going to tie this into a plug for the website that exists. It does. So, like, you heard about... You, you were heard about this question or someone asked you this or told you that they were surprised i didn't have an accent if anyone has questions Mm -hmm. because actually i think a lot of tonight's topic is another question someone asked you right yeah yeah so if you got one hit over to mutualvictory.org mutualvictory.org yeah i think there's an email there send us an email for listener questions also there's going to be a blog there too or a topic request yeah. Which is what our topic is tonight. Yeah. So it came from so, a topic request. Topics. The blog's going to start sometime. I'm not sure. Love it. I think the initial idea was for it to be like a supplement to an episode only because... If we need to fill things in. Well, there are many times, like the day after we were recorded, I was like, oh, here's something else I should have said. I th- I forgot about that. And like, you know... I'm the perfect person to have around about 12 hours after a situation or conversation happens. So that's where that is. So maybe that'll start with that and evolve into something else. I love it. Do it. Okay. So a listener had a request. Isn't it just funny to say that? It's so funny to say (laughs) that. Uh, Had a request that we tell the story of like, tell our love story, essentially. So <clears throat> then, of course, I had the thought of like, are we going to try to do this? Like when Harry met Sally style, where they're sitting on the couch, kind of going back and forth, telling the origin of their love story. Can we recreate the I'm, I doubt that song's in public domain. We could if we had a producer, they could play it right now. Oh, they're like, it had to be you. Mm-hmm. We could find something. OK, well, yeah, we so imaginary producer, just cue up. Some light jazz romance story music. Romance story meet cute music. Start us off. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I think it's always interesting when there's questions like, oh, tell us your love story, because 
whenever two people are attempting to recall what happened in a time and a place, there's there's differing viewpoints to that story. There's differing experiences to that story. So I would have to begin by saying that like all of the best stories, our story began in a library. Yes, the setting for all great stories. Setting for all great stories, a library. Setting where lives are changed, impacted, inspired, a library. So we were working together. We're going to do a really good job not <laughs> going into too many specifics about location and things right. like that. We're not, I mean, <clears throat> we're not, we're going to not be specific. Yeah. So. so we were working together in a high school and uh, I had, I had my eye on Matt for a long time. Well, even to clarify, we didn't really work together a lot. Like right. You, yeah, obviously. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, like but teaching you, is a solo endeavor. But you were at one point in a position, you were a, a support staff mm-hmm. in some way. And you were with another history teacher. Yeah. And actually in the classroom right next to mine at one point. Like you did that where you were. Yes. There because I had someone with me who worked with you, I guess, in what we would call your department. Like she mm-hmm. worked with me. So like. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, we didn't work directly together. We did not. A lot or very much at all. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, a lot of, you know, our spheres overlapped. Yes. And long before that moment of officially working together, I had my eye on Matt because I walked into this high school building to meet my mentor teacher when I was still in college. And, you know, you walk in and... Matt's classroom at the time just happened to be like one of the first classrooms that you run into in the building geographically. Right. So like I in waiting like between classes for my students to come in. Yep. I could just stand by the open door and facing one direction would be basically the front door. Yeah. 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 And so I would walk in to meet my mentor teacher to go, you know, assistant teach student teach whatever. And there would be Matt standing in his doorway wearing a vest. <laughs> Looking rather serious. I mean, and a shirt under it, like not a magic mic. It's true. It's true. You were, you had also a shirt and a collar and like a button vest. Uh, yes, it was yeah. the button vest. There was a, yeah, I had like one. Uh-huh. I found it somewhere. I'm like, this is a, well, I always you... kind of liked vests. I found one. Well, you wore it. I did. Right on the perfect day. (laughs) So it was a few years later that I started working at the school. And, um, you know, our paths didn't cross like very often. And then every once in a while they would. So, and I, every once in a while I would intentionally make sure that our paths (laughs) crossed uh, by going on coffee adventures and things like that and the other side of the school mm. so I could walk past your classroom had moved at that point. Right. <clears throat> I was hell and gone from the front door yeah. and even the library at that point. Yeah. Was total other end of the building kind of thing. Yeah. And like like not on the way 
to anything. Literally not in the way to anything. Yeah. Had to make a considerable effort <laughs> to to go on excursions, side quests to see him side in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Yep. What was your first memory of meeting? Like, even if you didn't meet me, meet me, but had me in your awareness field. Um, well, I was definitely upstairs in that new room. Mm-hmm. And you must have been going from whoever you were working with at the time. I think at one point you were with an English teacher yep. for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think you're just walking down the hall. And I think I was, it may have been just as a class, like the bell must have just rung. So I was still outside, still like by the door waiting for like stragglers to come in. And you were like walking down the hall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's probably the first. And it may have been years after you did your like, if it was student, was it student teaching or it was practicum, practicum? hours? Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was way after that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then, I'm not even sure if you know about this part of the <laughs> of the story. Uh, it was prior to school starting. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. And um humanities people, anyone who fell under that category, were required to go to an in-service in, you know, basically like the English department main hallway where yeah. like a lot of the teachers were. Well, it was like first day of school in-service students. Right, yeah. yeah. So like school, the year hadn't actually started yet, but it was like the two or three days prior Yeah, where you do nothing really constructive, have a ton of meetings that aren't useful and you get like an hour to yourself to get ready for the first day. Yes. And I was kind of sitting over to the side. You're sitting on the radiator, I think, right? That sounds like a thing I would do. Yeah. Uh, And you very clearly looked like you, this was the most boring thing you'd ever (laughs) attended in your life. And you know, like we've all been in meetings, right? Where essentially 90% of the people in that meeting or in that workshop or whatever are forced to be, everyone's forced to be there. And 90% of the people that are there are like, how quickly can we get through this so that we can go get things done that we need to get done before students arrive in like literally tomorrow. And, um, and then there's the 10% who have all the questions, they've got all the reflections, like you think that something's about to wrap up, and every time somebody had another thing to say, it was like energetically I could just feel Matt being like, you've got to be kidding me. And I was like, I love him. (laughs) I love him. He is not taking this too seriously. He does not think that this is the most important thing that's ever happened in his life. And he very clearly has other shit to do to get ready for the school day, which I felt exponentially like I have stuff to do. You are not painting a flattering picture <laughs> of my demeanor, what? my body language, of just anything about just like... Mm, I don't have, know if that's true. You have a resting anger about you that this meeting is stoking. No, it was like I have. I am this like aloof kind of uh, can't be bothered with this bullshit and I'm not going to pretend like it has a little edginess to it. It was a little edgy. Wow. Yeah, it was a little edgy. 
yeah, I'm so rock and roll. You're so like I can't do this meeting. You were so badass and rebellious. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so that <coughs> it had also been summer, so you're kind of tan. Yeah, and I think that you were wearing shorts, which was not a thing that like mm. I ever would have seen in the structure of like the school year. So I was like, right. what is this naked leg situation? Which is still so fucking weird because I can't tell you the last time I wore real pants. pants. Right. <laughs> I mean, not like thinking of in the context of going to work. It's like, oh, I'm going to work. Let me put on some of my work pants. Mm, khakis. No, I can't tell you the last time I wore khakis. And you were really like the best dressed man in that entire building. Yeah. Hands down. And so you were mm. dressed kind of casual. And I was like, I like, you've got like the superhero t-shirt on. Ooh. You're wearing these shorts. It's like a you peek have... behind the armor kind of thing. Well, it was. <laughs> and like, you have really sexy legs. Like you, like sexy, muscular legs. So yeah. um, I Thank have to you. stop talking about this because I'm also drinking hot tea and it's too much. So... <laughs> You also had a pretty large glass of wine with dinner. I did not. Well, the largeness wasn't your fault. It was like the the, the youthfulness of our server. Yeah, she didn't, didn't quite know how that worked. Yeah, right. didn't know maybe you don't fill the wine glass the whole... Or maybe you do. Maybe you do. You earn a hell of a tip. Or that's what you do in Gettysburg. So, yeah. Yeah. So... <clears throat> so wait, hold on. Before you continue, can I just... Like, my grumpiness at this meeting was like, wow, this is a rebel. This is... This is I've this. always found your exasperation... So cute. Like, so cute. So attractive. Again, very lucky. (laughs) Not everyone does. So I was like a little bit kind of being flirty, trying to catch your eye. Like, you know, like I see you and your exasperation. There was no reciprocation. So. No, there was no reciprocation, but there was definitely noticing because you were sitting up on what... The way you sit, which is the best word I can describe, is as a, on a perch. I do perch. Like you, you have excellent posture. <laughs> and if you're not in a chair like everyone else was, like in a desk, you're like slightly elevated. So there's that attention. So like you went, you didn't go unnoticed. Mm. And I wasn't going to like, if you haven't known this about me, like subtlety yeah. is how I operate. Yeah, so I, you know, I thought that there wasn't any interest there because after this in-service day, school started, you know, pretty typical, normal. And this, you know, this wasn't like the first year that we worked together. So the year prior, I had thrown out some some subtle signals and uh, during a I mean, actually, there was a strike at one point, and during that, uh, it was like, how do I, how do I see if he wants, if he knows that he can like come get a drink or co- at like a friend of mine's house that was right down the road from the strike? And do you remember that? That was so freaking weird. It was hilarious. Like, there's not many th- things in my life where if I could go back and do something different, I would actually take the opportunity to be like, I would do this different. Like sometimes yeah. you say that a lot, but if I actually had an opportunity, I wouldn't waste it on a bunch of stuff. Only thing about that strike I would do differently. <laughs> is I, I know would, what you're going to say. I would often have a clean canteen full of coffee. <laughs> and, it, and if I could go back and change anything, there would be more bourbon in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were standing the in the rain for days 
Well, like the weird part about that is like we had every conceivable weather option that 10 days, two weeks, like one day it was seven, it was October. Mm-hmm. So it was 75 and sunny one day. One day it snowed. It rained other days. It was weird. It yeah. Was weird I can't f- I believe I look back and be like, why wasn't I just sipping more bourbon in that thing? Just walking up and down the sidewalk. That was silly. Yeah. And, and he, you were very serious through that whole thing too. So it was like this very stoic, serious face and, um, which it was a serious thing. So it wasn't like I was like, yeah, let's, you know, party hardy. It's the strike. Yay. This is awesome. And, uh, you know, there were some attempts made. So I kind of pulled it back a little bit in the start of this school year. He wasn't picking up what I was putting down. I didn't realize that this was because Matt doesn't pick up on flirting at all. Um, yeah, not at all. None, none picking up of any of that. Nope. And so then it, like the universe does it was magically laid out in front of me uh the school year most of the time i was working in the library uh students would come and see me there right like i think academic mentor was your title it was the official so, like, title it was like you'd be in the library get them graduated basically list of students mm-hmm. right and they would go to you right or i would pick them up and make them come to school in the morning from their houses. Yeah, had, it was a it was a very strange position. Many tasks that yeah. were not on the official job description. So I spent my whole day in the library and it was like there wasn't going from classroom to classroom. There wasn't as much like push in support stuff that I was doing. It was like, you know, well shit, how am I gonna see Matt O'Neill now? This sucks. Such a weird thing to hear. And then Destiny came in. Right. It was someone, one of my friends got married and she, they got married in Indiana mm-hmm. and it was like Columbus Day weekend. I think they took an extra day Friday to make it a longer weekend, maybe even more than one day. I think it was maybe Thursday, Friday before the long weekend mm-hmm. and I watched her science classes and the assignment was I brought them to the library because there was a computer lab in there. And they had assignments to work on. And I was just there to sub and kind of watch over. So I was in there when I wasn't in my classroom with the class. I was there. Yeah. 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 And so I just had to look across the library. Like, our, it was so distracting um, all day. And again, with like the seriousness, like stoicism and intensity. And... I was intimidated by Matt. I mentioned this in another episode. And I have to remember that the the school year before, uh, it was like the day before break. And you had asked your support person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was the day, yeah, a long break. Like maybe the Christmas break or something. Yeah, it was like something. A, so was, like we... Didn't have a lot planned, you know, something small. And then I said, you know, do you have any activities or like things we can do off the cuff? Because <laughs> I'm coming up with not much. And she said, I think she was like, I don't, but or I got one idea, but I need to go get someone to do this. Uh-huh. Like, Sweet. Go for it. Yeah. So she came to get me. Yeah. And we turned Matt's classroom floor into hot lava. Right. It was like the hot lava game where like. 
There's one pair of fireproof boots. Yeah. And you have to get everybody across the lava. It's a theater. I mean, like, I, yeah. I learned it in, like, theater camp, you yeah. know, whatever. And um, I had gone into your classroom to play this game. And I was like, uh, I said to my friend, who was his support person, I'm like, this man is literally never going to take me seriously now. Like, not as a colleague, not as a fellow social studies teacher like literally i've now become the goofy girl that comes in and plays a hot lot the floor is literally hot lava in his classroom it's like i can't believe it still surprises me that you're just like he is i i guess it doesn't surprise me about like how serious you thought i was based on the face i presented to everyone (laughs) Mm -hmm. which was resting serious face it wasn't even resting serious face it's just like resting like exasperated face mm-hmm. and not because i'm like it, it wasn't even like i demand to be taken seriously as an academic in this institution of learning right it was just like there's a lot of shenanigans yeah there from was. adults and students mostly adults that i'm trying to navigate yeah and the students are the fun part and and they're all the shenanigan part too so it was just like what crazy bullshit is gonna be thrown mm-hmm. my way mm-hmm. today <laughs> yeah and I mean, you're a relatively introverted person. Relatively? So, <laughs> to be on as a teacher at the level that people expect you to, right? When you're an introvert, like, there isn't a whole lot of grace that other people have of like, this is actually really draining and exhausting at the end of all of this. And yeah. so some of it was just simply not having time to like refill your cup, right? And to take a breath. Like, I don't think that people talk enough about what it looks like to be an introverted public school teacher. Yeah. Um, especially with the approach of teaching school. Like I just think of how many fucking meetings I sat in mm-hmm. where like, here are these various strategies and tactics to use to engage your students. And they all treated being an introvert as something that needed to be cured. Yep. It's like, well, here's how you bring this person out of their, out shell. Of their shell. You take 20 popsicle sticks Write every kid's goddamn name on it and then pull one out at random because the kid that wants to disappear is just going to love that and engage fully in this They're lesson They're going to love that you just called, that you just pulled their popsicle yeah. stick. Yeah. Yeah. Flash, you know, news flash. They are, they are not now engaged. Now they're just annoyed and uncomfortable and not paying attention to anything you're doing. Mm. So yeah, that was me as kind of a teacher where like introverted can be in the front of the room, liked it, loved it, really. There was a lot of times where like this is a lot of fun. Um, but also, yeah, it took a lot. It's a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Took spell. Yeah. So, you know, uh, some people might have had this experience, similar experience that I had, where when you want something bad enough and you've already decided that it's probably not going to happen for you, like... You just kind of shoot your shot. Like there isn't, you have zero to lose. Like I had absolutely nothing to lose. The worst case scenario was that this man was going to be like not interested, flattered, thank you, no thank you, like, or I would be ignored. But like, and I had fully prepared myself that either of those scenarios could happen. But like you had seen my classroom and like seen the posters on the wall like of all the marvel characters of star wars mm-hmm. and like 
All like, and especially, I I think I had a reputation. For, oh, you had a couple reputations for not taking <laughs> things too seriously. You did have that reputation with students. There's no amount of tweed that's going to make up for how goofy stuff we did in class. Sure, but when you're interested in someone and you don't know how it's going to work out, like every single insecurity that you battle with yourself comes to the forefront and it's not actually about what you think that person thinks, it's what you think everyone thinks about you. And um you know, I mean like I don't need to like play a fiddle of uh you know just lamenting on how hard it was for me to work in a school and you know there there were many instances where i was absolutely not taken seriously or listened to or hired uh f- because of my energy personality upbeat outlook being blonde being young whatever it was you know there were it depended on kind of where i was yeah i get it i mean going you know you bring up ideas in meetings that deviate from a traditional yes. educational setting, tactics, or strategy, and it's like, oh, this is a cute idea. This this is this is fun and cute, and it's great. But you know, maybe we want to be taken seriously as educators, and shouldn't. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, that's fine. And we're also working with children, so let's just say there were many people in this building that you know, m- maybe a handful. I don't want to say many because I don't know for sure, but. The the phrase yoga Barbie was thrown around many times. So uh, so there was that. So I got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to shoot my shot because I have nothing to lose. He, I've prepared myself for any outcome that could possibly happen. And I couldn't just keep looking at him across the library like a psychopath all day long. And uh, it was the day before a three-day weekend. So I thought, if this is really embarrassing, I have three days to recover before I have to see him again. And I sent you an email. Yeah. Uh, I think essentially it was like, you look too grumpy. Serious. <laughs> I said you, you serious. You look too serious. Um, you have too serious a look on your face for the day before a three-day weekend or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, 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 okay. What else did I say? No idea. I mean, there had to have been a phone number in there somewhere. Uh, yes. And possibly a... Good God, what could I have said? You need to be cheered up. Maybe. Text yeah, me. Something like that. Definitely had... Definitely slip me your digits. I did. I did. That's the first time. I, I can't remember the, the time before that I got a phone number. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is like if you had told me before that week, like at the if that the Monday of that Friday, if you had told me it was like okay by the end of this week you're gonna get her phone number, my first thought would have been like shit I don't know how to get anyone's phone number. How do you do that? Mm. No idea. Weren't you supposed to go out of town that weekend? Maybe, probably. Mm-hmm. I think I was supposed to, but I think like maybe the weather was supposed yep. to be bad that Friday. Like, so driving would have been crappy. And then I thought maybe not go, go a different weekend. Yeah, that sounds familiar too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. When, do you remember when? You text me or? Nope. Uh, 
No, I don't. I can't imagine I waited too long. Because while I'm oblivious to flirting, I'm not stupid. <laughs> that, and there was nothing subtle about yeah. that email. I know a green light when I see it. Uh-huh. Well, it was, do I? I don't know. But I mean, this was not as subtle. Yeah, less subtle is better for me. Yeah. In any and all forums. Yes. Yeah. So I learned that very clearly that weekend. Yeah. So finally you text me. Yeah. And um, our oldest, Abby, was at the movies. Oh, okay. So this was like a, I don't know, a 15, 20 minute drive from our house to the movie theater. So it was just easier to like hang out, read, wait, you know, anybody who's a parent knows it's like, there's always, by the time I get back home and get settled in, I'm literally getting back up to drive back out to pick the kids up, whatever. So, um, where we were living, you know, there's some history that went on there. Yeah. Um, and there was a giant monument, go figure, because uh, we clearly like those. And I would park in this park, this monument park, and read. Um, I had done much homework there when I was in school and uh and so that was the place to read so we you text me and I was like oh funny I'm you know waiting for Abby she's at the movie theater with her boyfriend and so I'm just waiting on teenagers I'm waiting to get the call to to when they need to be picked up and we texted a couple times that was it and put my phone down and Continued to read my book. And then what? Uh, I don't know. You don't remember this? No. Oh, my God. That's amazing. You showed up at the monument. I think because I was out. You were on your way back from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I think I was out and doing errands and doing some fun stuff like the bookstore, maybe the game store, you know. I think you were coming from Troy, actually. Yeah. 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 And so we hung out at the monument. Yeah. Someone gave me a smooch. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that was the very beginning. That was the beginning. We had to try to keep this under wraps. Ish. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, that's that's my default setting. Yes. It's like, don't really go broadcasting a lot of things like that Yeah. in in general. So that was like, it was just, that wasn't necessarily always like, well, this is like, no, this is how I kind of would have operated anyway. So like, I'm not just like, let me declare surprised that I don't, op- that I don't do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and then we so we started kind of going on like essentially Saturday mm. adventures, right? Yeah, and, and um, like, well, one of the first ones kind of set the tone for a lot of the stuff we do now. It did. We went and go toured an old house. We did. <laughs> yeah, which I don't. I wasn't really specifically into. Like, I never been like totally into old houses. Let's go do this. It was more of like, here's a historical place. Mm-hmm. We go see it. I'm like, yeah, I'm always up for those, regardless of whatever they are, you know. Yeah. If you're ever in the Hudson Valley area, Olana is Yeah, it was really cool. Such a beautiful 
home grounds history it's cool there's art history involved tour it's like you know it was a guided tour which Mm -hmm. was very good too yep um so that was like a lot of fun yeah and it was like and it was like fall so Mm -hmm. you know driving around like you know nice crisp fall day Mm -hmm. driving to the olana history museum Uh uh-huh and we noticed that there were there were just like a lot of things. So I was saying this to you before, like we have a lot of things naturally in common, things that we're into. So that definitely contributed to the falling in love piece. Uh, it was easy. You know, I think that same day we started the day off at like a coffee shop and we could have sat there all day and just talked oh, yeah. about things, the muddy cup. The muddy cup, really? Right? I don't know. I think no that's idea. what it was called. I think that's what for, it was called. For how remarkable I can be about remembering certain things. I know. You can be like, do you remember the shop where we sat on that first <laughs> date? Like, nope. No recollection That's good all. because you remember the shit that I don't freaking remember. So between the two of us, we'll be okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, you say that now and I remember. Yeah. I remember the coffee. I remember hanging out. And also, yeah, again, like the ease with which mm-hmm. it was like to be around. Mm-hmm. each other none of that like first date kind of like oh i wonder how this is gonna go oh i gotta yeah like what am i gonna talk about is she talking too much am i talking too much am i thinking about talking too much mm-hmm. <laughs> none of that so it was just very easy there were just so many topics that we could share talk about like because there was so much common ground in our interests and then at the same time we both come from really different backgrounds and families so like we also bring this element of like hey did you know x y and z or did you ever do blah 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 and like the other one's like no what the heck you know well it's like the previous episode where it's like yeah you're gonna be with a hippie witch it's like uh-huh. yeah you're gonna court a hippie witch or <laughs> date one to be a, a little lot, different yeah there's not so much of the venn, gra- venn diagram overlap mm-hmm. as there as there is but again I think you had enough of your foot in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> and I had enough willingness to dip into the whimsy where we can kind of meet in that middle uh, without too much effort, I guess I should say. I mean, like, you know, yeah, stressful effort where you're like, ooh, I'm out of a comfort zone now. You know, there wasn't too much of that. And yeah, it was just the remarkable how easy it was to like sit and chill and talk. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is remarkably easy and then there were also all of these like subtle and not so subtle signs you say synchronicity i'm not gonna say it thank you i'm not gonna say it from the universe uh one of which so these like saturday excursions usually meant like driving like half an hour to an hour away at least mostly so that we wouldn't run into students or people that we worked with oh yeah who the hell wants to do that on a weekend i know and so one of the weekends that we, one of the Saturdays, we went to the Norman Rockwell Museum. Which was my idea. Mm-hmm. That was my idea. I thought I was super suave. I'm like, oh, I have a date. I-. And it was more like, I have a date idea. Uh-huh. Which I don't have them very often. <laughs> my date ideas are, are we going to watch this movie and play this board game while we get takeout? <laughs> yes, but your date night ideas always have themes. Yes, that could be a whole episode. It could. My love of themes. 
Yeah. People could like bring notebooks and have a whole like year full of date nights full of the date night themes that we've it's gone true. through through the years. Yeah. It's true. Lots of themes. Love themes. But yeah, I had that idea. I don't know how, I mean, it was just, it was like in my email. It was like, oh, by the way, here's this special exhibit at the Norman Rockwell Museum. Because what was the exhibit? Alex Ross. Yeah. Who is, if you don't know who Alex Ross is, stop what you're doing and <laughs> Google this man's name. He is an amazing artist. Uh, he is primarily comic book art. It's beautiful. But man. his style is super realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't look, it looks like almost like a lifelike portrait. Like if someone, like you knew a portrait of like the president's, you know, it's not comic book stylized. It's like, okay, this looks like a, painting of a human Mm -hmm. and that's what his style is like um for comic books the sheer size of some of these pieces uh has one piece called night over gotham um was like 60 inches by 42 inches and i you know i had a book of his artwork in my classroom and didn't really get how big these pieces were so that in addition to the detail was just so impressive yes you were like i want to go to this exhibit at a museum. <laughs> and I was like, yes, uh, there's this traveling exhibit at this museum. It's um, comic book artist Alex Ross. And you, and you were definitely, you, I mean, friends, everybody has to know that when Matt makes a decision or a plan about something, it's often with like this undertow of, did that sound like a stupid idea? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's okay if you don't want to do that. Like, it's fine. It's fine if you don't want to. And I was like, that sounds great. I have no idea who Alex Ross is. Totally willing to participate in your nonsense. I love this. Where is it? And he says Norman Rockwell Museum. And I am like, I have literally wanted to go to the Norman Rockwell Museum my entire life. Like, I, when I first imagine pictured that I would have a a history social studies classroom. It was mm-hmm. always with the golden rule painting mm-hmm. yeah. that Rockwell did oh. and um the the four freedoms painting. Yep, right. Like, uh so I was like I was like this how is it possible that Norman Rockwell, you know, and the history that is involved in the art that that man did and Alex Ross something that Matt is like absolutely in love with come together in this moment, in this place. that's not that far from where we were. And you know, it was just, it was just magic. So it was like yet another, okay. Nod from the universe. (laughs) Yeah. And these weren't short, safe dates. You know, this wasn't like, Hey, let's just get coffee or let's meet up for the drink. You know, this was like long all day excursions where we, you know, we'd have to drive almost, or at least an hour each way, spend a few hours wherever we were, and then almost always get something to eat. So this is like several hours, including driving time, you know. And yes. I, I like that we were both just able to lean in and kind of like see where this was going on these kind of adventures, you know. I mean, for me, being in my early 30s then, I was way more likely to just say to someone like, hey, this is the weird, nerdy stuff I'm into. These are the fun things I like to do. And if you want to come along and you want to do these together, great. And if you don't, that's fine too. And that's good information to have. Yeah. Good to know that now. Yeah. 
Yeah, we had epic dates. They yeah. were, in, it was an entire day. Yeah. It was like, get coffee, drive to wherever we were going, see whatever we were going to see, drive back, usually starving because we got swept up in doing and seeing. Yeah. That's how we landed at a 4.30 dinner that became a little... Was that at that weekend? No, that was when we went to Olana. Oh, okay. You're right. Yeah. Right. We had a 4.30. We had the place to ourselves. Had the place to ourselves. fantastic. It was our own little restaurant. 4.30 dinner because we hadn't eaten all day. Yeah. And we're just touring old houses willy-nilly. And um, at the end of dates like that, I mean, I can only speak for myself. There was no part of me, you know, and I have like, I have a time limit usually for like being social (laughs) where I just like run out of steam and I stop talking. And so then Mm. it can get really weird. Mm. (laughs) I'm like, I, I can be here in the energy with you, but I've literally no other, it, it isn't that I don't have things to say. I just don't have the steam to say it. And at the end of those dates, it was always like, well, I mean, you don't have to go home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to say, oh, thank God this man who is just in constant silent mode is fine with being quiet. (laughs) Well, there was that too. I mean, that brings me to one of our other more epic. Uh, Are you going to talk about Sturbridge? Yeah. Yeah, because you said epic dates and that made me think of Sturbridge. That, so the first time yeah. we went to Old Sturbridge Village was in December. Was yeah. it the same December? Yes. Wow. For so this was only like two months. Two and a half months in. Wow. For they had this Living History Museum, mm-hmm. which what was their year that their stuff was set in? 1880? 33. 30, 1833? Okay. Um, Living History Museum. There are a dozen or so buildings. That are actually from the era, right? Were mm-hmm. they from? Yeah, they were. They were moved there. Moved to there. To create the village. Yeah, to create the village. So they have, I mean, they have themed stuff throughout the year, which we learned as we kept <laughs> going back. Like one year they had, we went in the summer for a reenactment about revolutionary war battle reenactment. Mm-hmm. Various stuff depending on the season. And we went in December for Christmas by candlelight. And I remember we were about to leave yeah. to drive down there, which was like a two-hour drive. Two and a half. Yeah. It was a two-hour drive. Jesus Christ. <laughs> on, a then, sa- on a Saturday. On a Saturday. And we're like, it's 930. Let's get going. Let's go. And then I don't know why or how or who checked, but we're like, oh, wait, shit. Actually, this thing doesn't start until 430 in the afternoon. <laughs> it doesn't start till there can actually be candlelight. Right. <laughs> Thank God. Like, if we had driven, like, we would get there at what, noon, maybe? What would we have done? I we would know. have four hours. That would have been a funny story, though. Like, we would have yeah. probably found something to do. I mean, definitely would have. But yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, it still makes me giggle to this day that, like, let's go on this thing. That oh, wait, it starts six hours from now. Maybe we should watch a movie or something. That you came to pick me up for this date excursion. And we, I think we proceeded to. Like get back into to get into bed and watch Christmas movies. Not like that. I didn't have a TV. It, it was it was like lay in bed and watch a movie on a laptop. Yeah, we watched the uh, right? Christmas Carol, the Jim the Carrey, Jim Carrey animated Christmas one. Carol. I think we watched another movie too. But yeah, of course we, we did. 
watched a handful of movies before we're like, okay, now's the appropriate time to leave. But yeah. Yeah. That was, it was still epic in that like. Our date started at 10 o'clock in the morning. Well, even, I mean, like what would, in a different scenario, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm here to pick you up for this date we're going to go on. (laughs) Considerably long date. Oh, we're actually six hours early. (laughs) And instead of being like, okay, I'm going to go piece it and go home. I'll see you in four Mm -hmm. hours. We're like, cool. So what are we doing? And we both kind of were so easy to lean into like the, oh, let's watch some movies. Yeah, Watch a movie, take a nap. That sounds great. We're obviously going to get back late because we're now not going to leave and go and be two and a half hours away until five o'clock at night. So this was a pretty like monumental, again, only speaking personally because I... You know, you don't know what's going on in guys' brains at this point. We hadn't really been together that long. And I was really cynical about men at that point. Um, So we... So you built me up in this huge picture of like, oh, he's so intimidated. Oh, look at him. Uh, I'm actually kind of skeptical. Well, I was... That's why I was so shocked by how the universe just kept being like, nudge, nudge 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 when i was like mm, i don't really need to do that again i don't need to i don't need to live with a man or do that thing and then it was like yeah let's have a date that starts at 9 30 in the morning <laughs> goes until midnight by the time all is said and done and it was a very it, i remember it being a very cold day yeah but it was a lot of fun it was great i mean i'd never been to any sort of like i mean uh, aside from the houses we had toured mm-hmm. like a living history museum where it's basically the house we toured, but times 15, because there's right. buildings of people, there's reenactors, carriages. Yeah, and they had, you know, it was all done in Christmassy shit, which I love. Yes, you do. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Would you have been shocked to learn that the man with the stoic, grumpy face, like, loves Christmas? Um, I think that that was pretty shocking. <laughs> what? He, he can't love joy. No, happiness? It, it's just the level at which you love Christmas was like, oh, I mean, like I kind of felt it that first year that we were together, but you like still went and had Christmas with your parents and, yeah. you know, but that the first year that we had Christmas together, mm. I was like, what is this? Like you, your energy and excitement about Christmas matched the kids. Oh, well, so. Yeah. Wait till um, Luna gets older. I know. I know. So it was, right back around. It was just so cute. But we were walking into Old Sturbridge Village. Um, and I wasn't dressed appropriately for the weather because I rarely am. No shit. <laughs> I think I was wearing like a velvet. <laughs> that fucking purple. Purple coat? blazer. Oh my God. And probably a sweater dress. But I do think I had leggings on, not tights. Oh, so you're wearing some type of pants? Yeah, it was December in Massachusetts. <laughs> wasn't it was wearing, cold. I don't know if we would call them pants, but they weren't tights. Yeah. They were somewhere in between there. And I... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you did. I was wearing some type of like navy blue, like... Uh-huh. Long, long wool, wool coat. Yeah. Yeah. That freaking good. It was gorgeous. Thank God, too. Thank God, because you promptly 
draped it around my shoulders. Once you're like, hey, okay, we're going to head back to the car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. I was so focused on trying to be cute. <laughs> he was like, just for God's sake, put a coat on. You're cute. It's fine. You're cute. It's fine. You're also freezing. <laughs> put this on, please. So we're walking in. And one of the first things that you see in the museum, like it's, it's pretty striking of a building, is... A 19th century meeting house. So, you know, it's not called a church. Is it's, this, I mean, it's like a church. Yeah. But it's because it's not... Affiliated, affiliated with a yeah. something. It's considered a meeting house. Yeah. With, like, box pews and balcony and chandelier and the whole thing. But we were walking up to this beautiful building. It's lit up. It's all decorated for Christmas. And a bride and groom walked out. That's right. I remember that. And I just was like, you know, you have these little moments and these glimpses where, again, you know something that you can't possibly know. And and even in like my my most woo-woo fairy brain, I was like, what? Because the second that they walked out, I I knew in my bones that we were going to get married there. It's like, why do I worry about anything? <laughs> Apparently things are in motion that things I, are in motion. You know, it's like Gandalf said, things are in motion that cannot be undone. And because I also was not in my twenties, knew enough to not say that out loud. That was smart. That was smart. So I was like, huh? Oh, look, a bride and a groom. They look so cutesy. La 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 la. What would you have said? I probably would have said. I don't know. Not at two and a half months in. Yeah. You know, if maybe it was like a year in right, and that fine. happened, I would be like, mm, we're going to get married here. That's an appropriate thing to say, a time to say something like that. Or I might have phrased it like, what do you think about maybe getting married here? Um, you know, it would have been like something where I could maybe allude mm. to not necessarily with me. <laughs> Sounds great. Let's get some hot cider. Let's get cider. <laughs> And it was just such a beautiful and like magic touring and caroling. Yeah, I mean it was all awesome. Like all like the the buildings they had open. All there had was an Irish band. The buildings they had open all had interpreters dressed in in you know time appropriate garb. They were all decorated for holiday. Um, like you said, horse-drawn carriages, even a bonfire, I think. Like mm-hmm. the tinsmith was making candles ornaments, and ornaments. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot. Well, then also we went to what we thought was going to be some type of magic show. <laughs> <laughs> and we must have misread the we time. We missed the time, right? yeah. So like if you, if you like signs of the universe, like we were going into the building and the dude must have been like breaking down his stuff. And like it, the place is empty except for him and us as we walk in. And he just turns to look at us and he says, are you here for the magic? I could feel you just beaming. After <laughs> that. And like I did too. Like I was like, oh, that was a really cute fucking thing. Yes, we are. Said. And here I knew like, I appreciated it because it was cute. And I also appreciate it because I knew you fucking loved it. I did. <laughs> loved every single moment of it. Yeah. And so it was this long, epic date, and we we drove home that night, and it had started snowing, 
like yeah. pretty substantially. Yep. You turned on the Phantom of the Opera. That's right, which is again one of those things we didn't talk about that. I can't believe I didn't bring I it know, up with the I know. musicals I know. conversation because that was like my first exposure to a musical. Was my parents, uh, particularly my mom, playing the Phantom soundtrack? Especially like, wow, like we ran errands together. Like I have a distinct memory I associate it with Christmas time because I think we were out Christmas shopping. It was like dark out. We got some like fast food for dinner because we couldn't. So I like I. Remember eating hamburger in the passenger seat and listening to Phantom, mm. and like I would request, like, well, let's listen to Phantom again, you know. And one of my first, like, I can't believe I didn't bring it up last time, but yeah, that's one of my. I saw the play, loved the play, didn't care for the movie, but like, that's one is like the music can always be like a thing I listen to, loved it. And I always think of the Phantom at Christmas time because I got like the first. Broadway show I ever went to see was Phantom and I got tickets for Christmas. And so around that, like that year, then that soundtrack became like on repeat just over and over and over again. And so you played the Phantom of the Opera and we drove two and a half hours home in the snow, probably even more than two and a half hours because the snow. Before we get to going home, you mentioned the Irish band. Do you remember their name? Full Gale. Full Gale. Yes. And Full Gale. They were, you lo- they were great. They were so great. There were three dudes, mm-hmm. and it was like a guitar player of accordion. Accordion. One played the flute or the tin whistle and spoons. And spoons. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were super fun. We got to see them a couple. We I think went back to Sturbridge. Yeah, for St. Patrick's Day years later. Not even the no, next St. Patrick's later. Day. A couple years later, we got to see them perform there too. That mm-hmm. was awesome. Oh, those guys are great. Um, so yeah, so the way home, playing Phantom. It was a very long drive. Being schmoopy. Being schmoopy. And I just remember that we didn't even talk. Like, we got probably like half hour, 40 minutes in, and we were just listening to the Phantom of the Opera, and I had my head on your shoulder, and there was snowing, and we didn't talk the whole way home. I know, and it was glorious. And then you learned something about me that night. I did. (laughs) <laughs> I learned that you uh-huh. don't know or have or operate with house keys. I mean, keys in general. Well, you need them for the car. I just try to leave them in there. Equally infuriating. <laughs> yeah, so I remember like we got back late and the door was locked and I looked at you as if like, so where's the key? And you're like, I don't have a key. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I had locked the door like we did in New Jersey when you left the house. Locked the door seven hours earlier. Didn't know until we got back. It must have been 10 o'clock at night. At least. Yeah. I had no idea where my house key was. Yep. We locked out. No clue. So we went back to my place. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we did. That might have been the first time I spent the night at your place. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't cleaned, wasn't prepared. Was not. So that was actually better because I was like, this is what it is. It is what it is. So uh It was I, very comforting. There was no expectation for me to ever clean this in the future. And there was the awareness that you probably weren't gonna freak out when uh one of the children leaves literally all of their clothes on the bathroom floor. <laughs> you right. For days. Yep. Um 
Yeah. But that was, I mean, I think that at that point, that was it for me. Like I knew personally that, and not just because I saw the bride and the groom at Sturbridge. Like I knew that you were the one. Like this was, this was it. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. 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 I just keep reflecting on the ease with which we could spend time together. Mm -hmm. Like it was never like, I've been like around people and like quote unquote dated to where I'm like, okay, I'm going to see this person. It's like, oh, I'm a little bit nervous about what to talk about. Am I going to be awkward or weird or like I'm worried about how I'm going to present like myself and like never worried about that, which was great because I could be my true self, like total guard let down. I could just be relaxed and then like, you know, be my true self and my most confident self which is like when you try the least right yeah i also knew because you played with my hair when we would watch movies oh shoot you'd play with my hair look at that man i I was just so charming and i was like this is so this is such a nurturing thing like i had something i'm like did you have a little sister did you play with yeah, her hair? Yeah, but she would not argue <laughs> that I was nurturing for right, her. Right, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, that was when I knew. I think that, it, I mean, obviously, I think it took you a little bit longer. I think the the clincher for you probably kind of lined up with what we talked about <clears throat> before when we were right. when we were talking about uh, Gettysburg and going down and meeting your family. and yeah. And I think a lot of that is like, of course, you do you want the approval of your family or it was not approval for me. It was like because I knew how I felt. I just wanted like it's like an outside opinion. Like, am I am I am I not seeing something? Right. Because sometimes when you're in that kind of like yeah. early relationship zone, you have these blinders on where you don't see Twitter painted. Yeah. You don't see something that can be glaringly, you know off off in the relationship (laughs) right so that's why it's like okay who do i trust the most and who do i want to observe this and then report back and it Mm -hmm. was like my sister and my parents essentially were like in that order so i was like okay they can witness this and like what is your take honestly and then the take was like "Mm, two thumbs up like okay good because that's kind of how i felt you know so that was yeah yeah that was important yeah and it was nerve-wracking because Obviously, like that was so early on in our relationship and I was pretty diligent about like not like you didn't come over in the context of the two of us dating around the kids. Right. But you did come over to teach Abby how to play guitar. Right. And that can be a uh, segue to part two Mm -hmm. because this discussion this kind of story. Yeah. Maybe this won't be next week's episode. Maybe this will be like later on. Yeah. Because it's a I mean it's a big deal. You walked into uh you went from full on bachelorhood, like living on your own, doing your own thing to three adolescents <laughs> yeah. in a house. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like I I remember walking after one of our friends had just had a baby and he was next to someone else in the building that was teaching there that had also just had a baby. Like there was two dudes that would just have infants and we were, we were married at that point. Mm-hmm. And 
I was like, look at this guy pointing at me. It's like, huh, he did it the easy way. <laughs> I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> oh my God. Certainly not the easy way. <laughs> yeah. Was it 8, 11, and 13, 14? Yeah. 8, 11, something like that. 8, 11, yeah. 14. But that'll be, uh, yeah, this is like the, this is the episode one. This is going to be the Jeannie and Matt story trilogy. Oh, okay. One. We can stretch this. We can definitely make this three, three, three separate storytellings. Yes. Yeah. Because there's the child, children aspect. Mm. And then there's also the total buffoonery that went on at work. That should be two. That should be part two. Yeah. Because it ends. Because the end is like the ending of an act two should always be where our heroes are in their darkest moment. Heroes were in their. I mean, I thought most of it was funny, but... Right, yeah. I was going to say, in the context of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a quite yeah. negative charge. Oh, my God. But yeah, that'll, sure. be a, that'll be another time. That will. Yeah. So, for mutual victory, <laughs> this is Matt O'Neill, Mackenzie, Connor, McRagan, McFlagan, McHooligan. O'Neill. And this is Jeannie. Thanks for listening. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>